Hello, 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 Scrub Squad. Welcome back to another episode of Pre-Med Problems. This is episode 20. That's kind of crazy. Like, I know these have been super sporadic and spread out, and but still, 20. So if you have been listening along through this whole time, even though it's been all over the place and sporadic, thank you for joining me. And thank you for tuning in for this 20th episode. That's so crazy and so exciting. So what I wanted to talk about today, I wanted to kind of do a little life update. Um, Life has, it's been life lately. You know what? We're just going to be real. It's been life. So um, what I really wanted to come on here, and so I just finished, I'm all over the place. I'm scrambled. Sorry, aren't we all? So we're going to make this simple for me little life update and then I'm going to actually talk about what I wanted to talk about. So I just finished my third quarter of my master's program. I start the new quarter today. I just had a week off. It was a very much needed rest from that. Um, I'm still working my two jobs and you know, medical school is just creeping up. I'm going to be starting either in June or July. Um, the reason for two start dates depends on if I'm going to be doing a pre-matriculation program or not. But so yeah, I'm starting June or July. It's currently mid-March, so that's three or four months away. It is creeping up. It is crazy. Everything is moving so fast. I'm looking for housing. Like, it's just, it's nuts. Um, It feels good, though, and it's really exciting that finally all of this is happening, and this is where I'm at in life. Like, this time last year, I found out I didn't get into the one medical school I interviewed at, and it was absolutely heartbreaking. And, um, you know, I was so lost and confused and I had no idea what was going to happen. And now this time this year, basically an entire year later, I'm set, I'm enrolled. I have a deposit down. I just went to accepted students day on Saturday, which is what I'm going to actually talk about. Um, I met a bunch of my classmates. I'm looking for housing. Like it's just life is crazy how it happens. And it's all always comes at you so fast when you have a thousand things going you either have nothing going on or you have a thousand things going on and there's never an in-between it seems like and right now for the last couple months I have had the thousand things going on even though I always feel like I have a thousand things going on it's just felt heightened because of the time crunch and the timeline so accepted students day this is what I wanted to talk about so I know that imposter syndrome is a really big thing without the community of medicine, not even just for medical students. I know PA students. I even have friends in like PT that have had it at moments, like really anything where you have to perform and you're, you know, working with and evaluating humans. I feel like people can get imposter syndrome at or really just anything where you have these big aspirations or big responsibilities to live up to, you know, imposter syndrome can hit you because it's just like those moments of doubt where it's like, am I good enough to do this? And truthfully on my journey to pursuing medical school and pursuing becoming a doctor, I can honestly say there were not and have not been many moments where I had that imposter syndrome feeling. I had it a couple times when studying for the MCAT and honestly, that might not even have been imposter syndrome. I think that was just like complete overwhelmingness and just, you know, feeling overwhelmed and just like the gravity and immenseness of the task at hand. I don't think I ever had imposter syndrome because there was never a part of me that was like, oh my God, I can't do this. Like I can't perform well. Um, I always believed that 
You know, there was genuinely a part of me that thought I was going to be that kid that pulled off a 520. I didn't, (laughs) but I did. I had that confidence that, you know, I could do this. I could pull this off. Like, um, and you know, even throughout, if you've listened to any of my episodes where I've talked about the MCAT and preparing and stuff, like I was doing really well on practice tests. Like I had that confidence and, you know, I just didn't perform well on test day. Um, but you know, I think that maybe to avoid imposter syndrome, you just need to have a little bit of that like delusional confidence in yourself. Um, and I don't know if anybody out there listens to call her daddy. I personally do. I love the revamp of it and how it's like inspirational and like more lifelike and all that kind of stuff with advice. And, but I love the old one too, but you know, this one is just, it's a level up. Um, and John legend just went on and he talked about, you know, anyone in his industry that makes it, they do need to kind of have that delusional self-confidence about themselves because it's what makes them special and like if you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe that you can do it like you're never going to get there so that was the one thing that I didn't lack was the confidence I I still don't like I know that I, I even going into medical school I feel like you know on Instagram and talking to people like Some people get nervous about it and they just, they don't know how it's going to be. People, you know, you lack confidence and that's so normal, but I can honestly say I do not have any doubts that I'm going to be a fantastic doctor. Like I don't doubt it one bit. Um, I know medical school is going to be hard. I know that the path and the journey is going to take a lot out of me and my life and it's going to take a lot of sacrifice, but I also don't doubt that I'm going to make it work. And, you know, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to have balance. I'm going to make sure I have balance. And maybe some of you are going to sit there and say, that's delusional. You need to study 16 hours a day, blah, blah, blah. But the more people I talk to, especially at my institution that I'm going to attend, I just feel more confident that it's going to be possible. And, you know, I just, I'm confident that in my abilities of how I tend to make things work in times of stress and all that you know, madness that I find the time for myself. So I think to avoid imposter syndrome, you just really need to have that delusional self-confidence. And you know what? Who cares if it's delusional? Literally, who cares? You need to believe in yourself to accomplish things. So that, whatever, that's my spiel. But anyway, I don't even remember where I was going with this, but so um, I think, oh, I was saying that I don't really get imposter syndrome. I haven't really had it. And again, that is because of this just like, I just have this belief in myself. And, you know, if you don't have that, find it. Go do whatever you need to do to dig deep into yourself. Like, you know, get to know who you are. I'm 23 years old right now. I'm going to turn 24 in June. I still don't know who I am completely as a person. I know who I want to be. I know who I would like to be. I know who I would like to become. But I'm still working on that. I think we're all constantly still working on ourselves. And I do think that to have that undying confidence, you you need to know certain things about yourself. And I think for everybody that's going to be different. But for me, like I know I was just raised with this no quit attitude. Like I know that I will not stop until I reach a goal. I'm like that in everything that I do. It's just one of my qualities. It's how I was raised. It's how my brain now operates like even the smallest things like I can't stop until I complete it I can't stop until I finish I can't stop until I accomplish it so you know just get to know things about yourself and you know if there's qualities about yourself you don't like work on them if there's qualities about yourself that like or you want to be a certain way to achieve your goals or you think you need to be a certain way then you know do things to make yourself that way you are your own never-ending project um 
And I feel like a lot of people talk about self-development, but not everyone commits to it. And I totally get that. It's hard to change things about yourself. It's hard to admit things about yourself that aren't perfect and that aren't, you know, great and favorable qualities. But I think that becoming a good person and becoming a better person is a never ending journey that you should be on in life. And, you know, there's truly no measure of what makes you a good person. Like what makes us good people? You know, there's kind of societal standards, but what makes you a good person by your own definition? And I think, you know, find that out. What kind of person do you want to be? What is your definition of a good person? Like, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be to other people? And once you figure that out and, you know, you work towards becoming that person, I just think the confidence that you're going to have is blowing your imposter syndrome out of the water, you know? And, you know, comparison is an evil. And we all do it. We're human. It's impossible not to compare ourselves. And that's kind of, I know this seems like it's a tangent, but it's really relevant to what I want to talk about today. So, you know, everything with imposter syndrome, like I've said several times now, I don't get it often. And I experienced it for a very hot second um, at Accepted Students Day. I didn't know what I was walking into. I didn't know what to expect. Um, So I went with my parents. I originally wasn't going to have them come because I didn't think parents were going to come. And then in our group chat, everyone was like, no, are people's parents going? And everyone's parents were going. So I was like, mom, dad, please come. And thank God I had them there. But so I walk into the building and you have to check in and I just see all these students and all of, you know, full blown doctors that are going to be our professors and there are chairmen and all that kind of stuff. And it just, that was the moment for me that everything was really real. Like this accepted students day was the moment where everything sunk in and I'm looking around and I go and I sit in the auditorium and there's all these students with their parents and everyone's dressed professional and everyone's got the name tags on with your name and what college you attended and you know I'm surrounded by so many smart people and it just makes you it it really just makes you evaluate yourself and you know it's I don't want to sit there and say that I was like, oh, did I do enough? Because I know I did enough. Like I, like I said, I have the confidence in me and what I've accomplished to get to this point. I know I deserve it. I know I worked my butt off for it, but it's just crazy. You look around this room and you know, you kind of start to think to yourself, like, am I special? Like, you know, we're all here. We've all done these crazy things and made crazy sacrifices to get to this point. You know, the the level, the playing field has leveled up because you go from college and, you know, I went to a college where not a lot of people were doing pre-med. So if you're at other colleges, I guess it's more common. Um, but for me, you know, I never really, I didn't have peers that were doing things that I was doing. I didn't really know many people studying for the MCAT. So everyone I spoke to was like, Oh my God, you're crazy for doing that. Like that's such a big accomplishment. And you just realize that, you know, you're not this, big fish in a little pond you are actually the little fish in a very very big pond of a lot of people that are like you and in a way it's a great feeling because you know it's not as lonely you have people that you can relate to and have been with through your the same experiences as you and you know you can now suffer together but at the same time it's also very eye-opening and you know you do have that moment of I'm not that special you know we're all here we've all done amazing things to get here we all deserve it like and there's people who didn't even get accepted that have done amazing things and you know it's really just important to remind yourself you know I'm here for a reason I did great things and just have the confidence 
and keep yourself built up. So, like I said, I walk into this room and thank God I had my parents with me and I'm just looking around and on the big board it says congratulations class of 2020 and you know then um, one of the, I think it was the dean of admission or interim dean or something like that, he comes on the mic and starts giving a speech and he's talking about you know the number of applications they received and then the amount of people that actually got in and how small of a percentage it is and just the huge accomplishment and stressing to you know the family members and spouses and significant others how difficult the time this is going to be and the support that us med students are going to need and he's just you know going on about the prestige and the honor and the privilege that it is to be here and I'm just looking around the room and as all these things are being said, you know, my dad and my mom keep looking back at me with these smiles on their face that they're just so proud. And my dad is, you know, tapping me, he'll hit my leg under the table whenever there's something about just how prestigious and rare and special, like, you know, it is to be here and the small percentage of people that get to do this and how hard you have to work. And it's just the best feeling to have your parents be so proud of you. Um, at least for me it is. I have such a close relationship with my parents. They were my ride or dies throughout this entire process. You know, they listened to me vent a thousand times. I've probably talked their ears off about the MCAT and medical school and applications and all the steps. And, you know, these people, your journey becomes their journey in a way. You know, they're your cheerleaders. They're by your side through every step. They want it for you just as much as you or in a way sometimes, if not more. Like, when I told my parents last year that I didn't get in, they were crushed. Not only for me, but just, you know, it. I feel like if you have really great supportive parents, like, your, your dreams become theirs. And my parents have fully embodied this dream for me um, within themselves. And it's honestly been the best time from getting to tell them that I got accepted and, you know, just all of this and them getting to experience this with me, like they verbalized to me how special it is like my dad when he gets to go to these events is like a kid in a candy shop it's literally the cutest thing just seeing how proud he is of me and it's truthfully the best feeling in the world and you know as all these things are being said and they keep looking back at me and giving me smiles just like with the proudest looks on their faces you know I'm sitting there just soaking all of this in and I'm I'm not, I'm not crying. Like, don't get me wrong. But you know, I did, there were moments where I got a little choked up and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I made it. I did it. Like I'm here. I did this. And you know, throughout, it took me two application cycles to get into medical school. And I don't want to say there was a point that I sat there and thought, you know, I'm never going to get in. Obviously those thoughts go through your mind, but You know, I do want to say that I was pretty steadfast throughout this entire process of I'm going to get in eventually. Like, you know, this is what's meant for me. This is my journey. This is my path. Like I, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to stop until I do it. Cause like I said, I have that undying, no quit attitude, but this was really the first time that, you know, even when I got accepted, I felt great, but it was like, it didn't feel real yet. Um, and this was the first time that it truly felt real. And it was honestly just the best feeling. And I kept getting choked up and it was just, I was so proud of myself. You know, if you've gone through this process, if you've already gotten in and you've listened to this, if you're a first year medical student, or even if you're a pre-med and you're trying to get all your stuff done, or, you know, if you've applied this cycle and you've gotten in, didn't get in, 
you know what I'm talking about. You know the work and the hours and the sacrifice that goes into this. And, you know, if you are in my boat and you know the feeling that I'm describing, then it's the best feeling in the world. And congratulations, by the way, for making it to that point. But if you're someone who was like me last year where you didn't get in or, you know, you are a pre-med and you haven't experienced this yet, I can promise you that there is no better feeling in the world than sitting there and it's just this feeling of I made it, you know, like I'm one step closer to my dream and it's crazy how overwhelming this feeling is because, you know, we just got like, I just got in. I haven't even done anything yet. I haven't started school. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm four years away from even attempting a match. Like it's just so much work goes in to just getting into medical school and, it's truly just the best feeling to sit there and you know I just sat there while they talked and reflected on wow I I did it so if that's something you're working towards and you're you know on the fence you're thinking about giving up don't give up don't do it don't give up because that feeling you deserve that feeling and I promise you you will reach it eventually you're gonna get there and you deserve every second of it you deserve that moment And you know you do. You know you deserve it. So don't give up on it. Because it is worth every single moment of the stress and the tears. And it was worth it. I can say it was worth it. From someone who took the MCAT three times. And applied twice. Spent all the money. Did all the work. Like that moment was worth it. And now I'm so excited. I'm actually so excited to start medical school. And... Now, I got to meet a bunch of my future classmates, which was really awesome. Um, That also made it more real, was talking to everybody. We actually, I met some people throughout the day, and then a bunch of us actually went to go get food and drinks um, after the Accepted Students Day at a nearby restaurant, and that was really cool. And I was actually there for four hours, you know, just talking to people and getting to know them and, you know, making friends and making connections and, you know, just talking about our experiences. And that was another moment where the imposter syndrome started to creep in, but I was like, no, I'm good because we all start, you know, doing during introductions, you say who you are, where you're from, like what your job is. And people start talking a fun fact and people start talking about their experiences and it is crazy what everybody accomplishes, you know, and this goes to what I was talking about earlier of that feeling of like, wow, maybe I'm not that special. I'm not that unique. Like, because everyone is just so special and everyone is so unique and everyone has these awesome accomplishments and things that they've done and projects that they've worked on and research that they've done and experiences. That is why you can't compare yourself because everyone's journey is so different. What everyone has done, not one of our journeys were the same. Not one of us had the exact same experiences. And you're wowed by other people. Like for me personally, when people asked me, they said, oh, what did you do in your gap years and stuff? I said, I'm currently an emergency room technician. I'm a research assistant, uh, a research foundation, and I'm doing my master's. And anybody I say that to in medicine, outside medicine. Oh, and like I'm, then my fun fact was I'm currently preparing for a marathon. So that's you know, when you sit back and you think about it, that's four big things that I'm doing at once. But for me, that's just my day-to-day normal. So for somebody on the outside, it's like, whoa, she's doing a lot. She's got her shit together. But then from my perspective, I'm listening to people say, you know, I worked on 
you know, this breast cancer research for this company that's like a big name. And, you know, I worked with this doctor in this office and it has me sitting there being like, oh my God, did I not do enough? You know? And then I sit back and I'm like, Alexa, you were doing four huge things at one time. Like it's basically four full-time jobs. I've got two jobs. And then, you know, a master's is a full-time job basically. And then honestly, prepping for a marathon is a crap ton of work. It's a lot of hours out of my week. So comparison is literally the biggest evil that you can let creep into your brain because it causes self-doubt that honestly gets put there for absolutely no reason. Like I have no reason to doubt what I'm bringing to the table to my school, to my peers, to medicine in general. Like I am fully competent. I've done the work. I, you know, I deserve it. And so does everybody else. If you're here, if you're listening to this, if you're pursuing this, I bet that I would bet 99% that you've put in the work and you deserve it too. So don't let, you know, people's experiences make you diminish your own in your own mind because there's no reason for it. If you've put in the work and you've gotten into medical school, you've done the hours, like you know what you've done and everyone's different. And that's why we're all so different. That's why we have different interests. We're all going to be different kinds of doctors. And, you know, don't let comparison ruin what's supposed to be a great time in your life. You know, like you made it here. You're about to start the next step in your journey. Do not let self-doubt get in there and ruin that. You're there for a reason. This medical school picked you out of thousands of applicants. I think there was like almost 7,000 applicants to my school and, you know, they picked me. And the same is for you in whatever medical school that you're enrolled at or going to get into or got into. They picked you. They want you. They saw something special in you. So don't doubt yourself. Like, they saw it. It's there. And you need to be confident in that and find confidence in that. Extract confidence from that. Wherever you need to get it, get it. (laughs) Go get it, girl or boy, whoever's listening. You know, you made it. You did it. Or you're going to do it. And just have the confidence that you'll get there. Have the undying confidence. Be delusional. Be delusionally confident in yourself. You know, if you ever watched Euphoria... Maddie has that quote about like no one's actually confident they just fake it I love that and I truly aspire for that I try that if you're not confident in a situation fake it that's something that I try to work on in myself um it's definitely something that I'm trying to work on is you know fake confidence even if you don't have it because it's better to fake it than to sit there and be in a shell and be uncomfortable at least in my opinion I think it is you know, obviously don't be unauthentic. Um, I always think you should be authentic to who you are, but I don't think it hurts anyone if, you know, you're trying to be a little more confident because if you're quiet or you're just like in the shell cause you're scared or nervous or anxious, that doesn't help you. And it doesn't really help anybody else. So I think if you're going to fake anything, I think confidence is the best thing to fake, you know, but that's my personal opinion but yeah so that's my little soapbox that was my experience so overall it was 10 out of 10 like I'm so happy I know 110% that this is the school for me I'm so happy I picked it everything about it is perfect you know people ask you what's your dream medical school and originally my dream medical school was picked off of a place I always wanted to go to Florida and I actually got into a school that I thought was my dream school, like based off of what it, um, 
offered, but your dream, what you'll learn throughout this process, unless you, you know, know all the schools so well already and you know what it offers and like, you know, it's your dream, dream, dream school. Your dream school is going to change throughout this process. Your dream school is going to be whatever school that along the way you learn more and more about that fits everything that you want. You might find that a school has aspects about it that you didn't even know you would want in a medical school. And, you know, some medical schools are pass-fail. Others are grades. Some have internal rankings. Some have different curriculum choices. There's self-directed. There's problem-based learning. There's class, mandatory lectures, non-mandatory. Like, it really depends on what kind of learner you are and what it's going to require for you to succeed. And... You know, I didn't even know half of these things existed when I was first applying to medical school. Like, I heard about them, but I didn't know how big of a deal it was. You know, people talk about pass-fail. Well, some people love pass-fail. Some people hate it. It depends on the person, and it depends on you. So, you know, keep your mind open for what you want in a school. Don't, have, don't be closed-minded at all. Um, and for me personally, my dream school, like, when I first got in, I was obviously happy about it it was an in-state school and um you know my everyone was happy because it would mean I'd get to be close to home and you know I I didn't think it was my dream school at first and then the more I learned about it and the more that you know I had experiences with it and people I spoke to I can 110% say that this school is my dream medical school it has everything that I could have possibly wanted in a med school in it um and it's genuinely perfect for me so keep your mind open. Do not be closed-minded. Learn about learn as much as you can about the school. Talk to students. DM them. Literally go on the Instagram. Find students that go there and DM them. That's what I did for multiple schools. One girl was actually willing to get on the phone with me, and we talked on the phone for like 35 minutes about one of the schools. I DM'd another one about it. Like A lot of med students are really willing to be collaborative and you know give you insight to their experiences. So you have to really advocate for yourself here and find where you're going to be happy. Don't go off of, don't just go off of reputation. Don't just go off of, you know, um, numbers and things like that. Find the place that works best for you. Find the place where you think that you are going to succeed the most. It's not always about like where you are and where you're from and where you go. It's and what you know. It's about what you do with what you know and who you know and you know what you do with the information that you get just because you don't go to a number one medical school doesn't mean you can't become a top doctor obviously resources and stuff like that is going to be better but you know it's how determined are you how willing are you to learn about other things how dedicated are you how bad do you want it that's what I believe you know other people might have personal opinions but you know, I don't think that just because you don't go to, you know, Harvard Med or John Hopkins or one of those top schools that, you know, you can't be a top doctor. Different qualities about different people make you good in different ways. So basically, moral of the story, pick where you think you're going to succeed the best. And for me, I definitely found that school that I believe is going to allow me to succeed. Just amazing. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I, this honestly went in a totally different direction than I expected it to. I feel like it kind of got a little inspirational there at times. I hope, you know, look at me. <laughs> but um, 
If anything, I hope that it gave you a little sense of security, maybe a little confidence boost. And, you know, we're all feeling the same way. We're all in the same boat here. You know, nobody, nobody's out here just, you know, going 100%. Everyone has their days. Everyone has their moments of doubt. We're all the same. We really are. So wherever you are in your journey, if you're starting medical soon, medical school soon, so am I. Congratulations. Definitely hit me up on Instagram. Um, We can chat. We can be besties trying to figure out how to navigate this new life of ours together. If you didn't get in, you haven't heard any news yet. I'm sorry. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for you. I was in your boat. If you have to reapply, I promise you there's worse things in the world. I promise you. Because if I got in last, I, you know, not getting in last year really proved to me everything happens for a reason. And just how this year has gone in this application cycle, I, and where I am now, I truly believe everything happens for a reason. And I know that sucks to hear, and I know it doesn't make it any better, and I know it's expensive to do this twice, but I, I did it twice, I know. But I promise you, everything happens for a reason. And rewind that and listen to it as many times as you need to until you actually believe it. <laughs> but I promise it does. If you need a shoulder to cry on, I'm here. I've been through it. So my DMs are open. And if you are a pre-med and, you know, you haven't gone through this crazy process yet, good luck. I'm going to definitely make another episode on kind of what to expect in the application process, how to, you know, go about writing your applications and stuff. So if you're interested in that, stay tuned. That should be coming up next week or maybe I'll post it this week. But best of luck everybody i hope you have a wonderful day whatever day it is that you're listening this to and i will catch you guys next time bye-bye love you guys